Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Seguin. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player. I've been vegan for nine years. I've also been able to coach over 350 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to listen to today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about 11 beliefs that you need to stop believing in that are preventing you from reaching your ultimate physique and ultimate level of health that you want to accomplish as a vegan so that you can go from just being a regular vegan to becoming the ultimate fit vegan. So today we're going to dive into 11 beliefs that a lot of people have that are preventing them from going to the next level in their physical transformation and in their health. So be sure to uh, pay attention carefully because you might be believing a few of these things and you don't have to. All right. So let's kick it off with number one is that you can eat past 7 p.m. and not get fat. You're allowed to eat past 7 p.m. and not have to worry about you storing body fat. It's not like there's a, a magical reaction that happens in your body. If you eat at 701, that your body just starts storing everything as fat. That's not how it works because some of you have different work schedules. Some of you work night shifts. Some of you guys work day shifts. Some of you work in the evening, in the morning and whatever. So you, you can eat past 7 PM and not get fat. So here's where that rule kind of would become important. And it's not from a fat storing perspective. So if you eat a big meal or just honestly, like a normal size meal really close before you go to bed, it's going to interfere with your body's ability to fully recover for your night of sleep, right? Because your body can't stress or digest at the same time, meaning your body can't also recover and digest at the same time. And digestion is always going to win first in terms of, in terms of priority in your body. So meaning if you eat a big meal before you go to bed while you're sleeping, your stomach and your body is going to focus on digesting that food. Then when it's done digesting, then it's going to start the recovery process that happens when you're sleeping. So if you eat close to bedtime, you're going to lose a lot of hours throughout the night where your body is not going to be recovering. It's going to be digesting. So it's ideal for you to stop eating at least two to three hours before you go to bed so that your body has time to digest the food that you ate before. And so that when you go to bed, there's nothing to digest and your body can just fully focus on recovery, right? So you're, it's not from a fat storage aspect, but it's actually affecting your body's ability to recover during the night, which might mean that you would wake up feeling a bit more groggy, a bit more tired. And if you don't get a good night of sleep, guess what happens the next day? You have more cravings because you're low energy and your body's going to want those calorie dense, sugary foods that are going to give you that quick boost of energy. And that's why you have more cravings. So uh, I'm sure you've experienced this before we eat a big meal before bedtime, you wake up, you're sluggish. You just don't have a lot of energy and you don't feel that great. That's why. So you're allowed to eat past 7 PM, but stop eating two to three hours before your bedtime. Meaning if you go to bed at like 12, you can stop eating at 9 PM. That's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so just keep that in mind, depending on what time you go to bed, right? So the second belief that people have that is preventing them from going to the next level with the transformation, um, is that they believe that they can't eat carbs at night or else it's going to make them, uh, gain fat, right? So like we mentioned, you're allowed to eat past 7 PM, but you're also allowed to eat carbs before nighttime and not get fat. So how your body decides 
if it's going to store something as fat or not is if there's an excess of energy, right? If there is an excess of energy happening, your body will store that excess of energy. But if you are in a calorie deficit, which you're supposed to, if you're trying to lose fat and improve your body composition, then if you eat carbs at night, whether that is from vegan Ben and Jerry's ice cream or a bowl of oatmeal or a bowl of popcorn, your body is not going to store fat, right? I highly don't recommend that you eat vegan Ben and Jerry's um, at nighttime, or at least a bunch of them. From time to time, it's fine. I'll be honest. I have my vegan mochis uh, in the evening time for dessert, which is, is so good. It's like definitely my, my go-to treat <laughs> at this point. But you can definitely eat carbs at night. As long as you don't carry deficit, your body won't store it as fat because there's not an excess of energy coming in, right? So if you think about filling up your gas tank, uh, of, uh, in terms of calorie, once your gas tank is full, is full is going to overspill into the outside container. Let's just imagine it's in a container. Once you have liquid in the outside container, then that's when your body starts storing things as fat. But if every day you put just enough energy in your gas tank for it to not overflow, you will not put on weight because it didn't overflow. If you put it under, then your tank will not be full, right? So it's going to push you in a calorie deficit. Hope that analogy makes sense. But yes, you can 100% eat carbs at night and not get fat as long as you stop eating two, three hours before bedtime so that it doesn't affect your sleep. Right. Third belief is you can eat food that you enjoy and not get fat. Right. I, I come from the world of bodybuilding, which again, I wasn't vegan at the time, but it was chicken, rice, and broccoli and hot sauce and mustard. It was a miserable life to live. And I did it for over three years. And then I fell into veganism and I kind of adhere to the same protocols in order to kind of continuously keep changing my body composition, depending on what goals I had, you know, from powerlifting to Ironman and whatever I wanted to, to do with my body. Um, but eventually I discovered flexible dieting, right? So the big concept, like we just talked, if you're in a calorie deficit, you can include some of the foods that you enjoy and it won't make you gain fat. If for you, it's bread, if for you, it's vegan ice cream, for me, it tends to be vegan mochi at this time in my life. Um, I just make sure to include it in my calories for the day. And to me, as long as I'm eating 80 to I, the majority of the time, 90% whole food plan base, if I'm eating 90% whole food plan base, I'm hitting my protein for the day. I will sneak in a treat. I'll sneak in like one or two mochis in the evening time for dessert. That way I can eat something that I like, stay in a calorie deficit, have hit all my metrics in terms of micronutrients and in basically of my protein. And I'm going to move along in my transformation. If you look at my transformation from last year, I did in Tulum where I got down to, you know, like 6% body fat, same thing. I was having pancakes every day because that's what I was craving at that time in my life was pancakes. And for this last cut, I did this past summer, this current summer, I was having pretty much vegan mochi every night because that was my jam. And I just love eating them. So I made them fit in my calories. But again, always remembering that I was eating around 90% whole food plant-based, making sure I was hitting my protein, obviously respecting all of my training. So you can absolutely eat food that you enjoy and not get fat as long as you make it fit in your calories and you hit your protein. Now, you know, I think you have to earn your right to make these foods that you enjoy fit a little bit better. And so what I highly recommend that you do is you three months where you're a little bit more strict on yourself, right? Because you want to fight off some of those cravings because some of those sugary foods do create um, addictions in your body. And you want to be able to kind of get rid of those a little bit, allow your, uh, gut health to gut microbiome to kind of shift over, get your taste buds to improve. And if you're always numbing them with foods that are really high in sugar and sodium, it'll make it really hard to do that. So doing a few months where you're a little bit more strict and then kind of, you know, earning your right to include some of these foods will make the world of a difference. Same thing for alcohol. We have some of our members that are six months into the program and now we're letting them kind of include a few drinks of alcohol when, when they think it's worth it. 
with their family or on special occasions. As long as they make the fit in their calories, they will be absolutely fine. All right. So yes, you can eat food you enjoy and not get fat. And that's what makes it sustainable is you make it fit within your metrics. Belief number four is you can eat high carb all day and get really lean. Right. So a lot of you guys saw my transformation from last year when I got down to like five, 6% body fat, you saw my transformation this year, I was eating high carb all the way. And so I will address this disclaimer and I will prove to you that it's possible regardless of your age and your situation and what's happening in your body. Right. It's, it's my birthday. By the time this podcast comes out, it's going to be on Friday, Saturday, my birthday is on Monday on June 20th. So I'm be turning 29 years old. So I do understand that like I'm 29, my metabolism's a lot faster. Um, and you know, cards are in my favor. Let's put it this way. But through our fit vegan blueprint program, we've helped over 450 people transform. And that's people ranging from 20 to 70 years old, women that are going through menopause, women with PCOS, hypothyroidism, people with different diseases that are really hard <laughs> to name for me on the spot right now. But we work with people with various con health conditions and different levels and stages in their life with different levels of obligations, family, like we've, we've dealt with it all. The only situation we haven't dealt with is cancer because we're not qualified to work with people that are have cancer in the exact moment. We've worked a lot with um, cancer survivors to help them get healthy and lose the weight and improve their body composition that we have done. But out of those 450 transformation, we've been able to have been successful with every single one of them that stuck to the blueprint because you can eat high carb all day and get really lean. As long as you're within your calories and you hit your protein and you're respecting your training, you will be able to lose weight. Some people like to have a little bit higher ratio of fat, but you can still eat a lot of high carb during a lot of high carb meals during the day and get really lean. The issue why you think that carbs is making you gain fat is because you probably tried, you know, keto before and which I'll, I'll dive into actually in the next point. But for the fourth belief, you can eat high carb all day and get really lean. We've done it with over 450 people. I have never put one person ever on a low carb diet and have they all been able to reach their goal and crush your transformation. All right. So belief number five, plain and simple keto sucks, <laughs> right? So keto sucks. And I'll explain why, which will kind of justify my answer for belief. Number four, keto sucks. You have something called a glycogen reserve in your body. Glycogen in your body is kind of like your gas tank. What fills up that gas tank is glycogen. How do you produce, how do you get more glycogen in your body by eating carbohydrate? Carbohydrate is your body's preferred source of energy. So when you eat carbohydrate, your body puts it in the gas tank, right? Once I, when that gas tank is full, you have a shit ton of energy. You feel good in the gym when you're working out, you're feeling strong. When you do keto, you're basically cutting the food that is storing that gas tank. And then once that gas tank is empty, right? It takes like a, a few weeks or so to empty out. Then you start falling onto ketones, right? So using your fat as a source of energy few things to that. It's fucking, sorry, I can, I can swear it's my podcast. It's fucking miserable to eat uh, keto, to not eat carbs. So it's not really sustainable. Even people where their life depends on them eating keto, they have a hard time doing it and their life is on the line. So that tells you that if you're trying to lose weight, why would you, your life's not even on the line. And if your life was on the line, you still have a hard time sticking with it. So you don't have to do keto. You don't have to cut out your carbs. The other part is when you empty that gas tank, there's a weight associated to that. So depending on your size, it could be from eight to 15 pounds of glycogen in your whole body. So if you cut your carbs, you can lose eight to 15 pounds, depending on your size. And you're going to think like, oh yeah, I lost 15 pounds of fat. No, you just emptied your gas tank. And then as soon as you eat carbs, 
what's going to happen? Your body's going to be, yes, carbohydrate. Let's turn it into glycogen and put it into that gas tank. So we have more energy because it is the body's preferred source of energy. What do you think happens when you put gas in a gas tank? There's a weight associated with that. So the number on the scale goes up and you're like, oh my God, eating carbs is making me fat. It's not your body just loves glycogen as a source of energy. So it's restocking your gas tank, which happens to have weight associated with it. So how you lose fat in the long run, eating high carb. And by focusing on losing purely fat, you keep your gas tank full so that when you drop weight, it's just fat. All right. So keto sucks. Don't do it. Belief number six, tofu is healthy. I can't tell you how often I hear people say tofu is not healthy. Let me tell you why tofu is healthy. And I did an extensive podcast with um, Dr. Matthew Nagra, with uh, Dr. Michael Greger. I talked about it with Simon Hill on my podcast. Those are all episodes that are available on the Fit Vegan podcast. I talked about it with a lot of professionals. Tofu is extremely beneficial for you. It's good to make your bones stronger. It's good to help balance your hormones. It's good to prevent different types of cancer for women specifically. It's great to, for prevention in terms of breast cancer because in the women, I'll just explain it really quickly. And this is just audio. So just you have to get very uh, creative <laughs> with your mind. So in the breast, there are receptors right? And if you have estrogen that attaches to the receptors, it will jack up your estrogen levels in your body. High levels of estrogen is kind of how breast cancer is caused for a lot of, for a lot of people, right? So if you drink out of plastic containers, use terrible skincare are always surrounded by pollution, wherever crap is in the environment, pesticides, all these things, heavy metal from some of the products that you're eating, that is bad estrogen. So when those bad estrogens come into your body, either through your skin or through consumption, it will attach to those receptors and jack up your estrogen levels in your body. So now soy has phytoestrogen in it, which is not the same as like human estrogen, right? It's plant estrogen. So what happens when they come in, those plant estrogen will attach to those receptors in the breast. And then so that when a bad estrogen comes in, there's nowhere for it to attach. So your body will just flush it out. So it's actually preventing you from letting bad estrogen attach to your body. So you definitely should be eating tofu as long as it's organic and non-GMO, of course. All right. So I believe number six. Tofu is healthy. You should definitely be eating it. And studies have shown there was a study where I talked about it with Dr. Matthew Nagra, 17 servings of soy per day. And everyone was healthy. There was actually an increase in testosterone for the guys out there, right? It won't, it won't increase your estrogen for the, for the men out there that are listening, but it actually was no side effects from it, from eating 17 servings of soy per day. Now, I don't recommend that you eat 17 servings of soy per day simply because variety is key when in terms of achieving optimal, uh, an optimal microbiome. So focus on variety, but there's nothing wrong with having soy every day. I have at least a pound of soy every day, which is a full block. My levels are fine. My, my blood work is fine. And again, I have signs to back it up. Belief number seven is you don't need to do hours of cardio to lose fat. I'm gonna repeat that one again. You don't need to do hours of cardio to lose fat. Cardio is the most counterproductive thing when it comes to improving your body composition. I understand that you want to lose weight on the scale and that you want to lose fat, but here's what happens if you don't do any strength training. Your body, when you do cardio, you're burning a lot of calories. You're not stimulating the muscle in the way where it's going to require it to sustain the amount of muscle mass you have or to require more growth from it. And because your body's an adaptation machine, it will adapt to whatever exercise you give it. And so if you're always running, you're going to become an efficient runner, but then your muscle mass in your body, first of all, doesn't need to be there. If you want to be an efficient runner, if you look at most runners are really skinny. Um, and then the other part is it's creating calorie deficit. You're not stimulating the muscle. If you're a calorie deficit to trying to lose weight on top of doing cardio, your muscle mass is just going to melt away. Yes. The number on the scale will drop, but that is a combination of muscle and fat that you are losing. Right. And I, I, one thing I want to clarify when you set your goal, 
that you want to lose weight, what you want is a better body composition. Because if I snap my fingers and made you 40 pounds lighter, but you look like a skinny fat vegan, are you going to be happy with that? Right? I can assume that your answer would be no, you want to look lean, you want to look tone, you want to look strong. In order to do that, we need to stimulate the muscle. And the only way you can do that is through strength training. So you need to be hitting the gym at least three times per week. So you don't need to do hours of cardio. It's actually counterproductive to you looking great. That'll make you look like a skinny, fat, flabby vegan. And I doubt that that's what you want. If, that, if you want to look a skinny, fat, flab vegan, do all the cardio you want, right? Be my guest. If that's what you want, go for it. I'm not going to stop you from reaching goal. But if you want to look lean, tone, and strong, you need to be strength training, right? That's what's going to make the big difference. That's why for all the members of the program, they do strength training in combination with some cardio because listen, at the end of the day, you need to do some cardio every week simply because um, you need a strong heart. You can have the flattest stomach ever, the nicest butt, the nicest arms and shoulders. If your heart's weak, you're going to die, right? You're going to die with a nice body, which I don't think is something you want. All of you want to be healthy, especially if you follow this podcast, because we're all about health and disease proofing the body. So you need to do some cardio for your heart health. You need strength training. That's what's going to make the big difference in terms of your body composition. So belief number seven. Let's get it out of the way. You don't need to do hours of cardio to lose fat. Belief number eight, right? We only have four more to go. Belief number eight, you can do no cardio and lose fat. I have had members do zero cardio and lose 20 pounds of fat, right? It was a special case, but I'm just here to tell you that what's going to make the biggest difference in terms of you improving your body composition, which is what I talk about when we talk about losing fat, it comes down to your nutrition and your strength training. And this person's metabolism was so optimized uh, at the start because we just finished reverse dieting them that they were able to lose an additional 20 pounds without doing any cardio, right? This person had a lot of time restriction. They can only train three times a week because they were running multiple businesses on top of having their family. So we just stuck it with three strength training, but I told them they had to be disciplined with their nutrition and they did. And they were able to lose 20 pounds of cardio, uh, 20 pounds of fat with no cardio. Now we started including a bit more cardio because at the end of the day, heart health, right? You need to have a strong heart. That's belief number eight um, is you can actually lose fat without doing any cardio, which is not something um, I recommend in the long run. Belief number nine is you can actually lose fat and not put it back on. So many people will go and do Atkins diet or Weight Watchers or a juice cleanse or keto or intermittent fasting or whatever weird methodology is out there right now. They're going to lose a bunch of weight and they're going to be like, yeah, I did it. And then they're going to either party because it was so unsustainable what they did that they just feel the need to celebrate, or they're just going to try to go back to eating normally, but their metabolism is not optimized to handle a drastic increase in food in one go. And then you put the fat back on and potentially some more than what you actually lost. And that can happen over the course of six months to a year is usually when people put the weight back on. So for our members, that's why for all of our members, we strongly push. And that's why like 99% of our members do the reverse dieting with us. So reverse dieting is a three-month process. We will methodically re-increase your food every single week, depending on how your body is responding. So we can sustain your level of leanness, continue improving your body composition, build some more muscle while increasing your food. On average, we're able to add a thousand calories on top of the food that they were eating to sustain their new body. So we had people lose 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 50 pounds, 74 pounds and add a thousand calories to their food intake to maintain their fat loss, right? That's the definition of sustainable because now they have to eat a ton of food to maintain their new body, right? So if there's something that interests you, right? You want to be able to lose the weight, reverse diet, eat a ton of food to maintain your new sexy body where you're feeling fit, tone, not flabby and skinny, 
you're ready for good transformation, there's a link down below. I just want you guys to book your free consultation call with us. I know we'll be able to have that conversation to see like basically what's happened in the past. Where's your body at? what needs to happen and then potentially see if it would be a good fit for us to work together. Right? So you need to remove this belief from your head that if you lose fat, it's going to come back on. It doesn't have to come back on. There's a way out of it. And we've done it over 400 times successfully. All right. Belief number 10 is you don't need to fast to lose fat. Fasting won't change anything when it comes to fat loss. If you're fasting and during your window of eating, you're overeating on your calories. Guess what? You are going to put on some weight. If you're fasting for medical reasons and for health reasons, it's a different conversation. I'm not against fasting when it comes to that scenario, because I've seen tremendous benefits from a cancer standpoint, but in terms of fat loss, you still have to be in a calorie deficit. So yes, fasting helps when you have less calories, because I don't know for you guys, when I wake up, if I don't eat right away and I have like a coffee an hour after I wake up, I can kind of delay my hunger a little bit more. But I don't know if, I, if I eat first thing in the morning, my stomach is open, right? And I need to continuously keep eating throughout the day. And so personally, when I'm really low in calories, I will fast a little bit in the morning, but I'm not fasting to actually fast because I'll have like Kramer in my coffee. I'm basically just delaying my calories for the day. So if you think fasting will help you lose fat, it won't. You still need to be in a calorie deficit. You still need to be hitting your protein, working out and doing your cardio. Um, fasting is not a magical solution. I just see it as delaying your calories. But again, if you're doing it for medical reasons or health reasons, different conversation, right? And last one, belief number 11 is you do not need to starve yourself to lose fat. I can't tell you guys how many times I hear this when I'm on calls with people for the free consultation that we do. It's like, I just don't want to starve. I just don't want to be hungry. If I do the program, I was like, girl, let, let, let me tell you <laughs> our number one complaint from our members when they get their first meal plan and they start the program, it's holy shit. This is so much food. I can't eat it all. And we have to tell people, you know, make the effort to try to eat all the food. But it's like, I'm so full. Like, that's a great problem to have. You're trying to lose fat. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that an issue? Right. That is literally our number one complaint. Um, that it's too much food that we make our members eat in order to lose the fat. If they remember listening right now, should have a little smile on their face because they remember their first meal plan, how much food it was. All right. So when you're focusing on eating the right types of food, the amount of volume you can eat is substantial, right? When you're focusing on eating whole food plant-based, which is what our meal plans are, we don't include any fake meat, fake cheese, fake chicken, or anything like that. It's all 100% whole food plant-based. We make sure you hit your protein, your micro, your vitamins, minerals, everything you need to hit with whole food plant-based while hitting your calories. And you get to eat a substantial amount of food in terms of volume in order to lose the weight, which is great. Like you're not going to be hungry. So I don't want you to believe that you need to starve yourself in order to lose fat. All right. So I'm just going to repeat them really quickly, just to make sure they're deeply ingrained in your head that you don't need to worry about these things. You can eat past 7 PM and not get fat. You can eat carbs at night and not get fat. You can eat food. You enjoy and not get fat. You can eat high carb all day and get really lean. Keto sucks. Make sure we print that one in your head. Tofu is healthy. You don't need to do hours of cardio to lose fat. You can do no cardio and lose fat. You can actually lose fat and not put it back on. You don't need to fast to lose fat and you don't need to starve yourself to lose fat. All right. So guys, I hope this podcast was extremely helpful to you. If you believe one of these things, I highly recommend that you change it because you don't need to be suffering like this in your transformation. We can get you to easily lose the fat off your body 
even if you're struggling with like hormonal issues or things like that, we will work with you. We have an in-house holistic nutritionist, Sarah, who's absolutely amazing. We'll be able to adjust a game plan for you so that you can crush your transformation. And so if you're ready to transform, you want more information, or you're just ready to do this, there's a link down below in the show notes. I invite you to book your free um, consultation call with us. Love to have a conversation with you and help you crush your goals so we can make this the last program you ever have to do and the last transformation you ever have to do so you can get rid of that little voice in the back of your head that's always telling you, hey, you need to be losing some weight right now. You shouldn't be eating this. You need to be doing that. You should take action on this. Let's just get rid of that little voice. Let's get you lean, sexy body, get you ready for the rest of your life. So you don't have to worry and you can spend your energy elsewhere. All right. So go ahead, book that call. I hope this podcast was episode was um, helpful for you. Be sure to leave it a five-star review, leave some comments under because it helps the podcast grow. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.